swagger on point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So looking for a lively rave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Trash shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Trash shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Tab, Back to Black and White podcast. This is episode number nine and a special uh, Father's Day edition. So happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Um, I'd like to uh, bring on a special guest for the uh, Juve, well, Serie A restart season preview. I know there's been a lot of uh, talk about uh, this upcoming leg of fixtures that uh really we haven't got a great start to with the Coppa Italia so kind of want to break it down look at the different games obviously talk about who we have in the lineup and we'll get into a little bit about Bologna as well uh and what trouble that presents us but um just uh before I bring on this special guest that I'm sure a lot all of you guys know probably one of the most handsome UV fans there are out there ladies don't send me any dms it's not going to happen. <laughs> but anyways, uh, please, guys, if you could smash, smash the subscribe button, drop a like, uh, notification bell, keeps you up to date. Obviously, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and those will be uh, pumped out as soon as possible. Um, and uh, yeah, just drop me a line if you guys want to join the pod. Uh, we have a lot of games coming up, previews, post matches, and it's going to be a busy summer, so... Without further ado, uh, let's bring in our uh, special Juve fan from the Bronx, New York, uh, Francesco, Juve, uh, Juve Cesco, as he's known on uh, Twitter, also the blog Juve Thoughts, so check that out, guys, and uh, welcome, Fra, how's it going? It's going well, you know, could be a little bit better given the past two uh, Juventus games, but uh, given the gravity of life around us today, I guess it's going as best as it can go. Thanks for yeah, having me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but let's get right into it. So I'm not sure if you've discussed your story of how you've become a Juve fan, but let's get into it. How how this all how this great journey uh, of depression and <laughs> Scudetto Scudetto wins and how did that be? How did that start out for you? Well, it was interesting because like I mean I was what six years old maybe six probably 1993. So you know we had like a cafe where I'm from where my dad would go. Typical Italian story. Father goes to the cafe. Mother's home preparing Sunday dinner. And uh, my dad would take me to the cafe with him. And I'd have a, you know, suco di frutta, the pear juice. Yep. At the bar, he would meet me at the bar. And he would go play cards in the back with my, my zio. And they'd all be playing cards. And the games were always on. So you see these men reacting to the TV while playing cards. You're like, what the heck's going on, right? So like, I just remember being a kid. And I remember watching the screen. And, you know, I just identified uh, a black and white jersey. And... A baby blue jersey like and i remember watching this game and i'm like what the heck's going on 
And, you know, what people don't know is, like, I'm beyond, you know, I wouldn't say infatuated, but when I say, like, there's a respect that I have for an athlete and as a man as well, it's from what we know, from what the public can ever know, is uh, Alessandro Del Piero. So for me, you know, seeing, you know, every Sunday morning with my dad, like this young kid just, like, scoring goals and Juventus winning and people celebrating, I'm like, this is cool. Like, I want to keep doing this. And then, you know, at home, my mom loved that I love sports because she had three other, we had four kids. There's three girls, there's me. So she's probably relieved that she finally has someone who's like into sports. Like she had the boy. So she put up, uh, you know, she used to put it on TV while she was cooking. Like I would stay home and watch. So, you know, Juventus for me has been part of every day, I guess, since I was six. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, lucky you because I never got that line from my mother of, Good, good thing he's in, he's watching sports. So it's good to hear someone else got that. But um, yeah, I know it's crazy with uh, Del Piero. I agree, hundred um, percent. What a guy! And I think this, a lot of the same guys that are on Twitter, are kind of the same age. That's kind of the generation that we grew up in was the Del Piero era, and it's just been unbelievable. Obviously. The ups and down, the World Cup 2006, that was crazy. I'm sure it was crazy for you being in New York. Um, but for me, maybe it, it was one hell of a, a ride, even being in Calgary, Alberta. But, yeah, that's that was incredible. That was the most amazing thing ever. My whole neighborhood, so I'm in a small Italian community here. And, I mean, it's for, for all the Italians that moved on, you know, they moved to different areas. But, like, during that last between Germany and, and then France, my neighborhood, like the police just basically forfeited the neighborhood to us because we basically started our own peaceful parade. And like they were letting us run the streets, like cars were beeping, flags were rolling. I mean, you couldn't even walk. Uh, you could YouTube it. It's it's culturally ingrained. And I tell people that like when my friends don't understand, like, oh, wow, it's so boring, like this and that. I'm like, you don't understand, like football, culture, soccer, it's, it's ingrained in particular cultures across the world. Where it's like religion, family, culture. It's like it's pretty much all. All you same, got, you know. And it's even the piano said it best. He's like in Italy before they name their children, they tell their kids what sports teams they're gonna like, what exactly. soccer team they like. It's just the truth, you know. It's cool. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Um, news of the of the past couple days. Kadira season over. Thank the Lord. Uh-huh. Cut, cut the guy a check. Oh, send them the fuck off. That's all I got to say. I have been dreaming of this day since he first inked that, that contract. This guy's got to go. Not only does he have to go, but he has to go so far that I forget he existed. Because he is the abomination. When you really think about it, and, I, and I'm going to – I, I got to bet. I finally got to Do it, man. Do it. Just do it. When I you finally think about what we had, and I saw live, okay, I was there when we had the glorious midfield that we dreamt of all our lives. Okay, when you take that midfield and you want to tell me you're going to replace them with an aging, slow Sammy Kadita, for example, I'm just, there's others. I can keep going. I can mention other players. We're on Kadita right now, and you want me to think that this guy is going to be the saving grace? Or oh, I gotta like this guy because he's never created problems. Give me a hundred people that create problems as long as they're better than Kadita, and I'll take them on my roster. I don't care that Vidal crashed his car drunk. You know why? Because he's a hundred times better player than Kadita ever was. So why am I still watching this guy? He played. I saw a stat. You saw it. Twelve yeah. hours total. Total. It's fucking ridiculous. He gets more money than Alex Rodriguez 
on, on, on a statistical basis? Honestly, like I said, cut the guy a check, send his ass off so I don't ever have to see him in the stands or fucking anywhere and fucking cut the, cut the cord because this is... Later on our broadcast? Oh, my God. Fucking people are out there defending him. We have, uh, you know, it's funny. There's a guy named Inconvenient Truth and uh, shout oh. out. But fucking we hear this guy and he's coming off to me. He's like, you know, I want to talk to you and see why you feel this way about a certain player. I'm like, I don't give a shit if the guy doesn't fucking care what my feelings are. I'm going to fucking tell him to fuck right off if he doesn't like it. That's fucking right. too bad. He's right. he's making six million. He's like, well, what does it matter? I mean, that's this. I'm like. I would have so much more respect right now if he came out in the news and was like, guys, I've been horse shit for fucking three years now. I'm not going to even take your $6 million annually. I'm going to walk away and maybe I'll go to MLS or wherever the fuck he wants to go. I'll have respect for the guy. I don't want him here. But we don't need this guy at all. At all. He's useless. And, and, And another way I always, and I'm sure, I don't know, I've always looked at it this way, okay? You know why a lot of us don't hate, but we don't love Matuidi, but we understand Matuidi? It's because he's not making yeah, exactly. all of the cash. And guess what? He's still playing almost every game. Then yep. I go there and I look at another athlete. I'm making 6 million euro, which, by the way, was a raise from yep. the previous contract. So that baffles my mind. Another, I would love to know what leverage he has on that front office. Because whatever he's doing, teach me. Because I got a lot of ways to use those tricks. But the other <laughs> problem is he, he's really gotten to the point where you look at an athlete, you don't just look at their quality and the labor of their work anymore. Now you say to yourself, well, this guy's making $6 million euro a season. You're now up there with one of the highest earners on my roster. And you don't even play. Yeah, and that's not even look. That's not even looking at the Marquisio situation, like you said, the six million raise. Then you have to look at that of treating club legends, and then it's just like to me, it's just like scrap this shit and fucking throw it away, pull the band aid and fuck off, well, like well, literally. Look well, what Marquisio did, right? I mean, what Buffon did, pay cut just to be on the roster, right? Yeah. You want me to believe that we let Marquisio go because he was injured? injury prone and so forth, right? His knee was never going to be the same. And then I got to look here at Sammy Gadida, who I don't even know what part of his body broke down this time. But you want me to believe that he's also worth a raise? You don't think Marquisio would have stayed and said, hey, I'll play for 2 million euro just to be on the roster as depth? Oh, guaranteed. And he looked good. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, I watched that preseason and I watched every game that we played. And it was literally like, holy shit, this guy can actually, like, this could be it. Like he's coming back. I have a and... story about him. Yeah, go ahead, drop it, man. Why not? So, the year that Marquisio was shipped off to Zenit, they did a summer tour in the U.S. My friend and I paid to go watch the practice. My friend, by the way, is a diehard Kadita fan. I don't get it. I don't understand it. He knows I don't. So if he ever listens to this, what he's hearing on this broadcast is exactly the same rhetoric that he hears in person. So we're sitting there at the Red Bull Arena in New Jersey, the New York Red Bulls that play in New Jersey. Um, and we're, we're watching Juventus practice. I like it. He's managing, whatever. Marquisio was tearing up practice. The guy was killing it. And even my friend was saying, is why? And he doesn't like Marquisio. Yeah. And he's like, why? You know, like, he actually looked really good. And after practice, you, not even after practice, mid-practice, you see 
Allegri shift him into the practice squad instead of the starting squad. And my friend was even confused. My friend's like, I don't understand. He literally looked like, the, and he's a coach. He's like, he literally looked like the hardest working player on the field. And I was like, okay, this is the stuff that I think we fans don't get to see on a day-to-day basis. I do believe that coaches push players out. Oh, yeah. After practice, Marquisio was going off on our assistant coaching staff about Allegri. And oh, for real? Yeah, we heard it. And I'm like, uh, and that's why when people rip Bonucci, everybody forgets why Bonucci left. He yeah. did not like Max Allegri. Well, exactly. And that's why I think everyone wants to know what happened with Cardiff as well, is because that's a big cog into really the what happened with the team. I know they did this the fucking Netflix series, but you know, they didn't really get into it, you know, uh, of what we really thought. Uh, but next on the docket, uh, Pjanic now clashing with Sally, the, the next part. <laughs> See you later, but me know it's been real. Yeah, fuck, that's crazy. I mean, obviously it's been denied by Sari, which if, I mean, a lot of things have been denied by Sari with, in terms of how he's dealing with the team. Um yeah, that's going to be interesting. Now it looks like uh, R- Ramsey's going to be slotted into uh, that right Medzala role uh, in the four-three-three for the game against Bologna. Um, let's talk about though um, Arthur Arthur Melo. What do you think of this whole saga? Do you want the guy? I mean, for me, it's a it's a hard pass. I don't think we. I mean, if it's if that's what the holdup of getting rid of Pjanic is, they're not going to buy him unless it's a swap. Then I think we got to, I don't know, we got to make a tough decision. But what do you, th- I mean, the guy's had 23 matches with Barca this year, three goals, four assists, 91% pass accuracy. I don't know. I haven't really watched them, but I want to get your opinion because I know a lot of people have been talking points. So here's my thing I think Arthur's very good, to be honest with you. I think he's got a lot of upside. He's also younger. I get it. True. But, when it comes to Pjanic, I don't think any of us could do our jobs right if we're not given the tools and resources necessary to do our job. Like you can't right. tell, can't tell. I'm, you know, I teach, so like you can't tell a teacher to go teach a lesson, but then not put students in front of me. Who am I talking to? And, yeah. and that's how I feel that Pjanic has been penalized in the last two years because he has had not a single person around him in the middle to take the pressure off him. And if you watch the game against Napoli and any team that stifled Juventus, they all realize what you got to do. You keep two players anywhere near Pjanic at all times. And that's why Bonucci can't sit on the bench when everybody calls for Bonucci to be seated. Because now Bonucci's got to play at least as a center center back. Yeah. And and that's a situation where we will never be good again until we complement the midfield. And uh, for whatever reason... That's why, I got to be honest, I don't want to lose Pjanic. I don't. I think that there's still too much to be had in him. He's only 30. Yeah, and you look at a lot of players, and you say that exact same thing. Like, that was a lot. That, that's kind of what I discussed with Dybala last year. And everyone was like, yeah, but, you know, he's doesn't this, this, I don't know where they pulled this mentality fucking card from, whatever. Uh, I'm so over that shit, but uh, from how well he's played now, and then people just suddenly forgot that they started talking shit last year, and we're like, oh, he made my... Now yeah. I approve of Dybala. 
it's like, yo, like stay in your lane, man. Hold your feelings to the same standard as you, as you usually do. But it's like, you know, yeah, I agree with Pjanic. It could be exactly that. And um, unfortunately, though, I think with the kind of numbers we're looking at, that's kind of something that you have to you have to make a move. And but then you're almost worried: Are they really going to improve the midfield, or are they just going to do this patchwork shit? And that's kind of what the topic's been for the last two years is. Or even more, I would say, since uh, Marquisio Vidal, Pogba, Pirlo, they haven't and they don't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they don't want to fix that for whatever reason. They just, and I think that also has to do with the league. But let's talk about, obviously, Dybala. It's here. It's, well, from what Paratici has been saying or what the media has been saying, tw- uh, extension till 2025, 10 million a year. Um, get this shit done. I don't know what the fuck's taking so long. Like, still, like, year and a half now. Like, let's go, guys. Um, next, Sarri, sacking rumors. It's heating up. Some people are saying, let's see what happens in the next couple months. I'm I don't know. I'm iffy on that. What are you going to replace him with? Again, valid point. I mean... We don't know necessarily if where Pochettino's going, so that would be an option. But again, uh, is it good enough? That's the thing. Yeah. I think personally, we've realized that Saturday, with this team that we have, is not good enough. If he has his team, that might take on a different opinion. But he's not going to be a coach that is going to be pragmatic like Allegri and be able to use a hammer as a toothbrush and whatever, so on and so forth. So that's not what we're getting with Sadi. Everybody's got to realize that. And I think it's instead of being like every podcast, yeah, but he's got to change. I don't think that's going to happen. I would be shocked. Let me be honest with you. I'll be shocked if we see like a 3-5, he throws a 3-5-2 one game. I don't see it happening. So we're almost going to have to will this damn Scudetto because I think that's the only way we're getting our hands on it, to be honest. And, you know, this is the thing that I think fans need to, you know, be included at times. Sometimes we let the passion get in the way of the logic, right? I agree. And sometimes we really need to pause and think. Management knew exactly who they hired and exactly his system of play. They've seen him. They've played against him. They saw what he did at Chelsea. He runs the exact same system wherever he goes. And to a coach's respect, I think he has every right to have his own image in his game. Now, again, like you said, you can't use a toothbrush as a hammer. You can't give this guy nothing. And he he said it himself. He doesn't want individuals. He wants a team. I get it. When you play one-touch football, you need a team. Because now, and I, okay, this is going to, this is not going to go well for a lot of people. And this is going to get dark. I've been saying it even the past week. I said, I think, I, I hate to say it. I said, but this, in my opinion, needs to be the last year for Cristiano Ronaldo at Juventus. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I hate saying it because I do love, I've always loved Cristiano. You know, even in the Messi-Ronaldo debates, I've always been pro-Ronaldo. But this has nothing to do against, and it's not even against Ronaldo. This yeah. is more along the lines of like thirty million a year in salary. That can get dispersed around positions of need right, right. now. And give Pepe Marotta some credit. Look at what he's doing at Inter Milan with less of a budget yeah. and and less of a leverage point to say, "Hey, 
you know, Juventus are, wait, we're a game away from the Champions League. What the heck are you saying? We haven't won a trophy since 2012. Like, you know, or 11. So you're Juventus, you got to sit there and go, we have a good coach. Sadi is a good coach. If you, if you yeah. see what he's doing, and it's just, we don't have a center forward. I love Pipita. I think he's still capable, but not at that salary. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. And well, we're definitely going to need him. That's that's the the he's one starting. thing. I think he's going to start. He's going to have to start starting because it's not. That's really the only options. I said this on the. I've said this multiple times. We're on the track, and we see where the fall is coming. And really, you have no transfers to save you. You have no no. Uh, magic wand to come change things it is what it is we have who we have and they're obviously even talking about uh Beruato, who is a i believe a fullback for the u23 team and he's i mean let's bring him in like like cut the shit of not bringing in young guys and starting them if this guy we think is like some has some benefit to us put the guy on the bench and let's see what he can do give him the chance like I find that a lot of what Juve's problems are is we don't give these young guys chances. And again, like you said, with Paratici, is he? It's really looking to me like he's the the stooge that really Morota was was propping up. Yeah, he got the Cristiano deal. Yeah, he got the Delic deal. But other than that, there's been some questionable decisions. There's been some questionable extensions. There have been uh, obviously fallouts and guys being sent away. I think, for exactly like you said, we have to we have to see what we have to give the coach something. You can't. But as usual, Juve does their thing and goes. Well, Allegri accepted everyone we gave him, so why can't you do it, right? And Sadi's like, oh yeah, yes, yes, boss, I can do it. I can do it. Being a proud man and. That's just how it happened, you know. It's. I like these last year. Look, and, and I'm sure you'll agree, and any sane fan would agree. No one can take away from Max Allegri what Max Allegri did at Juventus. Period. Hundred He's arguably top two or three Juventus coach of all time. Um, but then you factor this in now. His last year, and I would even say year and a half. Juventus. Two years. You would say two straight. Oh yeah. Okay, I'll take it. For me, a year and a half for sure. I'll give you the two years. Let's say two years. It was stale football. There was oh. it was boring. It, it was literally like you sat on your couch and said, "All right, we're gonna win one nothing off a header." Like then you fast forward, and, and Saudi's dealing with the exact same situation. So now, in my opinion, it's the personnel. You got the wrong players on the field who lack motivation. And I'm gonna say something dark. I'd rather win no trophies this year. I'd rather yeah. bite the bullet. Reinvigorate the roster. And that's kind of what I've had in the back of my head for quite a while over these last two years is we need that kick in the ass. That kick in the ass hasn't... If the kick in the ass hasn't come from the coach, the kick in the ass hasn't come from the management, and the players themselves aren't fucking fired up, This we need something big enough that it's going to open people's eyes. And that's one thing. A cup like the Coppa Italia is not going to do shit. A cup like the Champions League isn't going to do shit because it's not like we're winning those. So at the end of the day, it's the same bullshit statements that we get. Oh, we weren't lucky. The draw, you know, not everyone can win. It's a tough competition. 
I think that's all bullshit. When Real Madrid wakes up every morning, they don't say, you know, well, we got a tough group this year, so maybe it's not going to happen. They go, no, we're going to go win the fucking trophy. We think we can beat everybody. Right. Even if, let's say, they're, they're in a phase where their team isn't as great, where if you look at last year, I guarantee you last year they didn't think that uh, they – I guarantee you they could have – they thought they could have won it last year as well. Yeah. I mean, it's like, mentality. Mentality is gone with this squad, and that's the main thing that a lot of people are touching on. And the sick thing is, I don't think it's gone from all players, yeah. but I think it's gone from the greater majority. Like, I mean, uh, maybe I'm biased, but I feel like Bonucci's played extremely well since coming in, and I think he's reproved himself that Juventus means something to him. And I think Delit has been tremendous despite the 7,211 handballs. It is what it is. Um, you know, and Pjanic looks disassociated right now. And I think I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he has not been able to play in his strong suit because of what's around him. But, you know, taking away from everything, there's not a game that Dybala's been on the field where I haven't complimented Dybala, and that's not even being biased. That's true. Oh, exactly. who I think really wants to win with this jersey. Yeah. And he's showing his loyalty. He proved that he didn't want to leave in the summer when Fabio tried to swap him out for Lukaku, etc. And... I was in Italy for that, so I was I was really not doing well in Sicily. Um, oh, but it just you know I think that this team's really got to consider the possibility that if we walk away with no trophy this year, it's still not the worst thing. If Lazio pulls it off, tip your cap to them. To me, they've been the best team in Serie A from day one until today. So I you agree. know, Champions League. I don't know about, and I'm sure we'll get into that more, but. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe this is enlightening in some capacity too, but 2015, 2017, those two teams Juventus had, those two teams should have won the Champions League. Yeah. And you look at Inter when they won the uh, Tripleta. They stunk for years after that. Oh, yeah. What? That team that won was exactly what Inter was building for after Calciopoli. So Juventus had built two teams to win. Yeah. Now how do you refine that motivation? You had your chance. Your window's closed. Time to build a new window. Yep, exactly. And that's why I almost thought that if they wanted to extend kind of what Allegri was doing, they needed more of a motivational kind of guy that would like light up the locker room. But then they went all the way to the other side of the spectrum of, of this attacking. And if you want to start a new kind of era, like you said, it's time you got to kind of blow it up and you have to make the right moves. That's just, that's just common sense. Um, but speaking of loyalty and of, uh, you know, someone want dying for the club, we hear Del Piero's comments, um, about the Napoli game and he goes on an emotional level. I think this is a strong slap in the face. I think it must be used and transformed into positive energy for the end of the Serie A season and UCL. It must act as a motivator. We have seen there are problems, so they have to knuckle down and get things sorted out with more energy, although it'll be difficult to find in, the, in just three months. I got to agree with everything he's saying. They got to wake the fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, and I don't think we have the right people there to wake them the fuck up. Nope. And not even Agnelli. As much as he's done, I don't see the guy flip-flops on every fucking thing every year. And uh, you hear his press conferences. He's flip-flopping. Oh, yeah, Champions League's a goal, is the is the target this year. Oh, well, and then when it when everything goes awry, it's something else. So, you know, 
I would like to just go off on him in person one day. But the reality is, when you're a club like Juventus and you've dominated the Italian league for as many years as you have, you know what, 2012, 2013, 2014, and believe it or not, I'd even say 2015 would be the years where I say, okay, maybe we're not really at Champions League level yet. We're getting there, though. But 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, now we're in 2020. You had five more years to bridge a gap on where you can focus strictly on Europe and win the trophy that we have not won since 96. Juventus can lose 18 straight years in Italy, and we'd still have the most trophies in Italy. Does anybody want yeah. to – I mean, that's realistic numbers. Like that's not, that's not fake. So when I put it together, I'm like, Agnelli, as a fan, tell me that our goal is the Champions League title. Because at least I know it's the truth. Don't play, Cape. Because now you're making me think like, oh, we're just, you know, what is it like? You just feed the dog a little treat to keep it quiet yeah. a little bit, like the baby, you know? Like, come on, we're better than that. Most of us. Exactly. Most. Exactly. And uh, yeah, let's look at the team so far. So, I mean, I think a lot of teams, they have the blueprint, right? That's, oh, the, that's the talking point. Press they up. know, they press us, they sit back in the defensive half. And that equals a draw versus Milan and a loss to Napoli in the Coppa Italia final, which, like you said, they haven't looked great at all. They didn't look great at all. I think it was just more of who could score PKs better. And they obviously got the upper hand on that one. I mean, as of right now, you know, and even looking into last year, it's it's the same thing. Teams got this blueprint down. I mean, uh, no goals in two games. I believe that's the, the last time that happened was 05. Five years ago. Or five years ago, was it five? Okay, then that yeah, was five years ago. okay. Five years ago. So I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the, what do you want to say? I don't would know what, what would you think SSS fans? Are we spoiled? You could all, I, I think we take a lot of shit for granted. I think we take a lot, I think we take winning these titles these last eight years we take for granted because you look at how easy they were. And maybe not the initial years, right? Obviously, the first year was a dogfight. The second year, what was it? The record points, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then from then, from there on, we've had a couple titles. But really, these teams have been have choked. Okay, let's be let's call it as it is. I know Napoli, Napoli fans don't want to say that they thought that oh Juve was stratospheric and that they didn't choke because they don't want to call it that. But let's call it what it is. They choked. There's the win. Yeah, so at the end of the day, I find that these past, like, six titles, I would say, seven titles, they've been walks. Let's be real. We've been so superior to everybody else. There was no doubt in my mind, obviously, looking back now, that we'd, we'd have those wins. So let's be, you know, let's be frank. We've taken that for granted, oh, yeah. and we've thought we could do that another year. And like you said, Marotta is doing an amazing job, and as much as everybody wants to make fun of Merda, uh, which that's fine. I mean, go oh. ahead, but they're going to be the ones that are improving heavily in the coming seasons because they've shored up that midfield. The only thing that I see that they're missing is fullbacks. And if that's your only problem, you're laughing. Yeah. You're really laughing at this point. That's, as, that's way ahead of where we are. We don't know our full, we don't have enough fullbacks. We we're don't, our midfield. yeah, it's crazy. So, you know? what are you thinking, man? It's fucked. Uh, my, my, my thing is, I think you nailed it on the head too with Inter because I think that they've done everything they need to do now to bridge the gap with Juve. And what Lazio is doing is exceptional with a roster 
that doesn't have a lot of interchanging parts. Now, if you're Juventus and you're trying to recruit uh, Milinkovic Savic, does he really want to come here now? Because like a part of me would be like, you know what? Like, where are they heading? And where's Lazio heading? Yep. So, you know, I, I think for Juve, it comes down to stop with the profile signings. Stop waiting for players to turn to end up on the scene. Look at Holland. Yeah. We're gonna wait for a guy to score a goal two times a game every game. Yeah, you know what? You could have got him at 32. You could have yeah. got him at 35 million even. Instead, I'm taking it from a guy who went to go watch Kulusevsky live. I flew to Italy for two days. I needed to know. I flew to Italy for two days to watch this guy. Okay. I'm at the stadium. Everybody's watching the Juventus. I'm staring at Kulusevsky on Padova. And I'm like, I don't get it. I'm like, yeah. how is this guy a position we don't need, by the way? How is this guy the, the, the January signing? Interplayed us on that one. Unbelievable. They played us like a fool. I could and- be. That's well, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll wait to see when he, but again, that's not someone we're looking for to this year per se, but because we can't bring him in. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think they played us. They, well, Marotta played us hard because the they, they inflated the value. And then we said, well, we don't want Inter to sign the guy. So let's pay 40 million for him, even right. though we might not need him. Well, look what Beppe did. If you really put it together, I mean, he was fantastic in Sampdoria as a director. Then he comes to Juventus and he's fantastic off the bat. And it's like, okay, we can mock him all we want. We really are judging TG versus yeah. Batman when TG's only good signing was Cristiano Ronaldo. And it still didn't even make sense for the roster. Then, yeah. fortunately, fortunately, he comes back the year and he gets Matias yeah. right? And we had a good bargain for Demidal. But we also don't know if Demidal is going to come back the same with this injury. You never know. True, true. So, Okay, he made three good signings in, what, three years? Two years? I don't yeah. even know if I'm at But I, I just get to the stage where one thing that I think Juventus do mistakes with is the transfer market because yeah. we try to buy before – let me put it this way. We, we try to sell before buying. When yeah. I think that's a big problem because it gives the opposition a lot of leverage um, to know, like, hey, like, you really want our player, right? Like, and we make it known. That's the fucking yeah, hilarious right. part. We make everybody knows we want to get rid of the guy, and it's like, oh, there's 15 million off the price right there. Right, go buy the players you want. Yeah. Now sell what you could sell because now it'll help you in the sale negotiation to say, you know what, I wanted 40 for this player, but the books will still be okay with 35. We'll take yeah. the deal. Instead, I got to look at Sammy Kadir every week. I'm not doing well. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know how you felt, man. I know how you felt. All of last year was like a, a depression and a half. And then when you put it with the fans, and I, we'll get into that a little bit later. But let's look at the, let's look at the schedule ahead for uh, the remaining games. We go match day twenty seven. Obviously, that's going to be Monday for us. Bologna at Bologna. Uh, you look at the other games. Obviously, Lazio plays Atalanta on the road. So this is going to be a huge tie. I see initially. Um, you know, the three points I think are crucial because if Lazio slips up, they could go to three point gap or a four point gap. Yeah. You know, that's, that's going to be key. We play Lecce the fall, uh, obviously our next game's at home against Lecce. Uh, I think again, another tough game because they drew us. We had a draw in the South there, obviously, uh, last half of the season. That's going to be a tough game. 
Then again, at Genoa next, match day 29. Um, again, another tough team. They give us fits. I know. Uh, and then you look at the following week. We play the Derby della Molle, Torino. Again, another tough game, July 4th, Independence Day for you guys in the in the States. Um, which is kind of crazy because there's going to be, obviously, June 26th, June 27th, my birthday. I believe Al's birthday is the, the day before, the day after. So it's going to be interesting seeing all these games in late June, July. Um, but then we play Milan next at Milan and home to Atalanta. So, like, it's progressively, I, I find, like, we've been set in a pretty tough schedule, remaining schedule, it's going to look, you know, yeah, like, especially, I believe on match day 28, obviously, when we play Lecce, you're going to have Milan at home to Roma, and Lazio at home to Fiorentina, so let's hope for something there, when we play at Genoa, Atalanta plays home to Napoli, so that's a pretty big game, because what I was saying before, I don't see... I could I could see a big swing with some teams that you don't necessarily think uh, are going to be there. I think Napoli's got some positive things to look at. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw them come up to the Champions League if they won eight straight or nine straight games uh, coming up. Sorry, I think they're done for. Oh, you think so? You think they're they're not going to have a good season? I think they are going to have a good season. I just think Atalanta is still too it's strong. Too strong on that, you know. Fair enough. Uh, Fair, but uh, then we look at on match day thirty-three at Sassuolo. Uh, match day thirty-four is the big show, as I call it. Oh, Game boy. versus Lazio, July twentieth. Mark your calendars, everybody. Oh, boy, Adam, That's gonna be yeah. These games are gonna kill me too with my new job. They're uh, all during the week. Uh, so it's like we're gonna have to put in some real work to do these previews and post matches. But you can watch events, believe it or not. Yeah, you know, two, two. Yeah, that's true as well. Um, Adudinese next. It gets seems like the load is a little bit lighter towards the end of the season. Adudinese match day thirty five, match day thirty six, home to Sampdoria. At Cagliari match day thirty seven, and then the final game at home. Versus Roma, which will seem uh, that's going to be a tough test. Some other notable fixtures again: match day thirty when we're playing Torino. Lazio plays Milan at home. Napoli plays Roma at home. Uh, match day thirty-two when we take on Atalanta. Napoli plays Milan. Uh, match day thirty-four. Roma plays Inter at home for when we play obviously against Lazio so it's weird they put these like fixture fixtures on top of each other uh really interesting scheduling that obviously just happened to work out the way it did but um obviously yeah on 36 we play Samp and Milan plays Atalanta at home Inter plays Napoli in 37 and on the last day it's crazy Napoli plays Lazio at home uh, Atalanta plays Inter at home and we play Roma oh, at home. It's yeah. going to be ridiculous if this uh, title race goes to the end. Uh, and I think it's going to be very interesting depending on how we get out to the, how we start, how Atalanta starts. Who knows? You could even see Atalanta join this race. I wouldn't be shocked because we don't know what everyone's going to come out, who's going to get injured, um, what types of uh, who gets on a, on a head start. And so be it, and so forth. So, 
yeah, some interesting games uh, ahead. And um, I just think that's crazy how it... And this was the this, this was the schedule before. It's not like they like rearranged games and stuff like that. This is how it was. So I think it's it's going to be some incredible drama uh, uh, up until the end. What do you think about our schedule? I think we are... Look, I mean, I'm also trying not to hit the panic button. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So a part of me feels like we should be okay enough to still be in the one-two spot uh, all the way through to the end. Um, what I love is that we played Roma at the last game of the season because if there's anything in Rome that they don't want, is Lazio lifted the Scudetto. So that is very true. Part of me feels like unless Roma's playing for a Champions League spot last day, they won't be as aggressive as normal. Yeah. Because um, nobody wants – in Rome, you, I, you've been there? Oh, yeah. I, I've, I have family in Lazio, yeah. so I've got people on both sides of the Roma-Lazio debate. So You don't want to be on the opposite side of Rome. If you're the, For example, if Lazio takes the Scudetto from Juve, you don't oh, want boy. Roma fans around Lazio fans for quite some time. And Cinque Maggio, right? Yeah. All over yeah. again. All yeah. over again. <laughs> I didn't know. That's going to be wild. I actually think you've finishes. I think we win the Scudetto this year. Do I want it? No. No, no, shouldn't rephrase that. I want it. Do I think there's a beneficial stance to us not winning it? Yes. But do I think we win it? Yes. And not by anything more than one or two points. So it comes down to the final match day. I think we're going to get the most anticipated finale in Serie A in forever. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be pretty special, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, 100%. Yeah, I want us to win. Again, I want us to win everything that Always. we play. But there is, yeah, there is a beneficial kick in the ass that this team needs, and I think they need it sooner than later. I think if you prolong it and they keep the stance of doing the same thing, we're going to look worse. Like, the longer we keep this shit going, the worse it's going to get. And the one thing and, is, like, give your enemies a chance to think that you're vulnerable. And the way we're yeah. playing, everybody now starting to think that we're beatable. I mean, even Sassuolo plays us tough more, like, compared to usual. Yeah, exactly. And, um, again, let's talk about a little bit of the injuries, the current injury situation. Obviously, we've praised Kadir out for the season. Alexandro going to be out. Th- it's been turned three weeks. 45 days they're not quite sure yet again that'll be it's going to be a big chunk of games i think that he's going to miss anyway so that's kind of unfortunate uh demiral getting better but still not in training uh or at least on a, his own regimen uh Iguain could be back for bologna they're saying but again we're not really sure it's doubtful um ramsey looks to get like we discussed earlier looks to get back in the fold which is nice to hear hopefully he's a lot better because i would really hate to push the guy and then he gets injured again because he is prone to these injuries and that would be a huge blow to us if we force him back. And Killini, I think another key cog that we need back. Obviously, we're hearing July 4th is versus Torino is when he's going to come back. Again, I think he's such a huge, huge piece for us. As much as people like to criticize him for his injuries, um, he is getting older, yes, but I think... He's kind of key to our def- defense. You look at the games that we played with him and way, uh, like night and day, night and day performances. Yeah. So, and then you look at the formations. I think we're primarily going to stick with the 4-3-3 just because of the players we have. I would be 
Um, I would be shocked if we went with a 3-5-2 or anything like that. Um, it looks like DeShilio is probably going to slip into the left back for Alexandro. So that's kind of why I get on the youth. Uh, I think if we have a guy that is, even if he doesn't have any experience, I wouldn't have any problem throwing in. Let's see what he's got. Let's see what he's made of. And if it doesn't work, well, what the hell do you have? We're fucking throwing DeShilio in there for fuck's sakes. Do you ship it out with a forward? Well, see, that's the thing. So that's another that's another talking point, right? What does Sadi want and what does Ronaldo want? And I think if you're a player and the coach is asking you to play, you gotta you gotta fulfill that role. And especially a guy who's making 31 million a year. Um stop the whining and fucking start running. Like I've seen too many times where the guy is walking on the pitch. And it's like, you're making how much fucking money? And I see you whining and complaining about fouls and literally, like, hanging out in the center circle. And it's like, dude, like, we have the respect for you. But, like, if you're not going to show it to the fans on the pitch and you're not going to bleed on the pitch. And that's another thing with mentality. It's almost like that grinta has been lost for a while now. And there's no one spitting blood well, there, there are some players that have that in them, but it's like when collectively you're not showing, it doesn't mean shit if a couple guys are, are singing are singing it. You need the whole team to get on that vibe, right? Oh, boy, I love my bitch. Yeah, and we got rid of them, and that's the fucking... And now that's the, the seemingly most... Well, one of the most important things that we could use right now is a center forward. Yeah. And you got the most green on the roster. Exactly. The guy would go from one end to the other. Didn't give a shit if he had to play, if you told him to play left back, left wing, center mid. There was center back for us. It was crazy. So it's like you you look at what we did to a guy who really wanted to be there, had a real connection with the fans. And and how they tried to make it like and I, I, it's kind of shitty because a lot of Juve fans were like getting at, oh, oh, he's being a piece of shit and he's sitting on and he can just ask for a move and he should have just taken the move. And it's like, yo, on one hand, you guys don't want to touch Kadita's salary and other players' salaries. Then on one hand, you want to pick on guys because they don't want to leave. Like fucking, again, it's a thing. Stay in your lane. Like if yeah. you want to be the guy, be if you want to be against everybody, you're against everybody. If you don't, you don't. But have some sympathy for the guy. Same with Emery Chan, another player who I thought mm-hmm. would. You look at it, you look at the guy, and he's fucking balling in Dortmund. One game after he leaves us, and then fucking we make a huge stink about the guy. Oh, he's unprofessional. Uh, he it's shouldn't go on the word. Yeah, it's fucking unreal, man. Too much. And the problem is like. Fans, you know, and I've been guilty, you know, there are moments when we reflect. It, we always normal to be overly passionate about yeah. a matter. But, you know, unless you're insulting Kadita, you need to hit the reflect button. Like, that's my motto. Oh, better that's even my mix, too, because I think I'm glad everybody got to witness that play at the end of the Napoli game, where we all as fans were like, okay, well, now we lost. They're going to score now. And they almost did. Okay? Yep. So I don't think back anything I've ever said about that prick. So... Here's the problem with Mandzukic. You look at his situation. It was never that bad on his level. The guy was hurt. He also literally played 
a whole Juventus season, including Champions League, where Allegri ran into the ground, went right into a World Cup. Went yeah. right into this World Cup. And went to the final, and too. Went all the way to the final. Then he's exhausted. He's on his vacation. You know what I mean? Then he plays again. The guy's tired. I mean, the guy was burnt out. Yeah. You know, like how many like situations like don't you feel burnt out with work sometimes? Oh you know? yeah. And Allegri was forced to play him too, if you remember. He was forced to play him into the next season because we really didn't have an answer with Cristiano right. of who worked well with him. So he had it was we had no choice but to play him and then we were together. Yeah. Because like Kareem Benzema. Yep, exactly. He's a holder of the ball. He allows you to play. There was a reason why we went for somebody like Lukaku in the summer. Unfortunately, when it came at the expense of Dybala, as much as Lukaku has no dribbling ability, the guy can hold a play. You yeah, know, exactly. Defenders. So you look at this and it's like, okay, well, you know, you and I as fans, everybody listening, like, we can talk, we can get angry at each other, we can disagree with each other. They're not listening to us. There's, Fabio's not listening to me and you. He's not coming across yeah. my Twitter. I hope he doesn't, at least, because I've insulted him at least 48 different times Monday. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't possibly, you can't possibly, you know, I'm learning at, I'm 32. And when I was younger, I was, you know, who am I kidding? I'm sort of still the same guy, but I was far more emotional. Like, you know, I slammed my head against the wall, like a wall, like not like to break it, but like, I bumped my head against the wall. Yeah. Like, you know, when we lost in 2017, my friend, I never watched games with people. I hate doing it. Me we too. Went, hate it. We went down to the city. We went to Manhattan. We went to um football factory. But whatever, we'll all get there. So you had this club there. I get in there. It's a swimming pool of Real Madrid fans. I'm like, this is a disaster. I just knew it was a disaster. And then Mario scores the kick of all kicks, right? Yeah. I said he was going to be the difference maker. Scores. All right, we went to halftime. We look good. Everyone's going to win this game. Downhill. I left that place five minutes early before I got into a fight. Not because I was saying anything, but I felt it coming on. Yeah. I believe my friend and I, I can't explain to you, it was the most somber bus ride back to the Bronx. Anyone could experience it. There was not a word spoken. It was just like, again? Yeah. Like, again? And I don't mind losing, but when you lose four to one, like you were a laughing stock in a fight. Well, no heart. No heart, too, in that second half. And oh, yeah, you- I, I agree. I agree, man. Like, I was, uh, I've said it before. I had, I want to say, four or five friends that came over. Uh, one of them was, one of them's a Bayern United fan, kind of. You know, he's Polish. All the Polish guys, they're all on the fence with the. Oh, uh, I get it. And that's to you, Jesse. Pick a fucking team already, bud. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that one team, one team only, period. But uh, he got he likes Lewandowski, he likes fucking United. But anyways, I'm gonna get shit. Uh, we're we're gonna go at it after this podcast. Me and my my best friend, who's gonna be on here soon one day. But anyways, Jesse, United sucks. You guys drew, so fuck you too. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, no, we had I had basically Real fans, and that was I I swear I don't think I've ever been dejected after a game. I had everything laid out too. I had the fucking scarves out. I had the fucking Juve flag with the Italian. It was the Juve logo in the center of the Italian flag. And after that second half, man, I like I was just I just sat in the basement and I was just like, this fucking team. They always fucking they always rip your heart out. Always the worst. 
And it's like, you, I've, I've had one of my, I went to the game. My first game was uh, Juve Kiev. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold, 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 that, hold that. We'll go to the end. We'll get to the end. We'll get to the end. But um, let's get into a little bit of the season. Obviously, we won't go through every position. Let's see. Who do you think your obviously your Champions League and your uh, Europa League spots will be? I'm gonna be like I said. I agree with you. I think Juve is gonna pull it out. I think Lazio will finish in second. I think Lazio, uh, Napoli will have a good season. I think they'll get up in there into fourth, and I think Atalanta will take third. And I hope Inter drops the fifth. Is a fan, or you're talking? This is like this is what you think's gonna happen. Oh, this is a fan. I, I mean. I think it's going to mostly stay the same. Uh, I think it's going to be a, be a battle between Juve and Lazio and maybe Merida, depending on uh, how everything is. I think they have a good enough team, but I don't think there's experienced enough. And I think if things start not going their way, they're going to question. And who knows, maybe that'll even bring Conte's uh, role as a coach into question. But um, I think, yeah, just as a fan. Fuck right. it. Merda oh. fifth, Roma oh. sixth. <laughs> I would love that. I'll tell you that right now. I would. I, I think. I think it's this. I think the top four is exactly what you see. It stays. Um, but I do think the Napoli push to fifth, and I think the Napoli give you a little bit of a run without a lot. I think it's going to be a lot closer to the four or five race and the yeah. one two race until the last games of the season. Because I think Napoli's going to have something to play for. I think Lazio's going to have something to play for. I think Juve. And I would, I would be pretty cool to see, like a Hellas Verona, even you yeah, know, exactly climb up. That'd be pretty they, cool. Well, they're looking good, and they have uh, a lot of great players. Obviously, they have that defender that we've been looking at. That again, Inter's probably going to sign, and okay. same with Tonali. <laughs> but well, Tonali, obviously, another. That's a talking about transfers at least. But um, yeah, no, they definitely have some key players, and they looked pretty good against uh, Cagliari. Yeah. And uh, actually, Luca Pellegrini had a fucking nice, uh, nice ball there. And again, indecision in the roulette of Plus Valenza, and that's where we are now. Uh, how about relegation? Who do you see going down? I think Brescia is going to stay bottom. I think Spal is also going to stay bottom. And then, really, you have a toss up there with Lecce, um, possibly Udinese, Sampdoria, and Genoa. But I still think I think Lecce is gonna is gonna go down. I don't think they have enough. I would be shocked if one of the Genoa teams went down. Um, and Udinese seems like they've always got that silver bullet uh, and <laughs> never seem to go down. But I think Udinese is getting relegated. You think so? I don't. I actually awesome. really bad. They're really really bad. Like yeah, Lecce but... plays Juve tough. They're yeah. aggressive, you know. Genoa and Sampdoria, I think. You know, I believe the, I believe all sports are a bit WWE. So I, I believe some of it's somewhat scripted. Yeah. Uh, if it comes down to it, going forward for TV ratings, especially now that City has starved after the you know coronavirus situation. Yeah. Who watches Udinese since they had Toto Di Natale and Alexis Sanchez and Quadrado? They were stacked once. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were really stacked once, and since. No. So I think Udinese is just that bad. Like I'm looking at their team right now, just for my own humor, and yeah. I'm pretty sure my Sunday team <laughs> can at least compete. We're at least putting up a fight. Yeah, their best players were Lidio Paul. 
Yeah, that's so. That's who I was gonna bring up. That's about it. Oh my god! I, I, th- I think who do they have in that scoufet? That's gross. Did you look at this? Have you looked at this? This is embarrassing. This is a professional team. They they have Stefano Okaka, five. Okay. Kevin Lasagna has four goals, and Nestorovsky has one. So between their forwards, they have combined ten goals. After that, it's Rodrigo Di Paolo who has five goals, the midfielder. After that, there's nothing going on there. Have they scored goals here? What is going on? They're that bad? I didn't even think, oh my God, they're really bad, guys. Sorry. You know, like I had a moment of revelation on your show. I hey, knew no, no worries, man. No worries. That's no worries. awesome. I like these more. I like these moments. They're really gross. Yeah, no, it's oh. it's uh, death to- the death toll there. They I don't know who they got who they got uh, alive. They're twenty one goals in the year. <laughs> Thirty. Wait, I can't get me off this thing's page. I'm losing my mind. That's crazy. They got what do they got? Twenty one goals this year. Oh my god! That same amount as Ronaldo has. Holy Moses! They're bad. They're out. They're they're, they're finishing below spot. They're done. Awesome. So what about Champions League? Uh, I think personally, I think we beat Lyon in the round of sixteen. I think because they're just going to be, they're not going to know what hit them. We're going to have the fitness. We're going to be starting right around when we end. And I think if we win the Scudetto, that'll be enough to kind of give us that push. But to be honest, I think we lose in the next round if we get a team like Bayern, to be honest. I don't have the, I don't have the faith. I don't have the faith of winning in the finals. You picked my Champions League winner. I have Bayern. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I have. They look good. That's the thing. They look good. They look like they're improving every game you see them, and they're killing teams. And I know they're going to have a little bit of a break now, and maybe they'll be a little bit off the gas because they've won the the whatever the Scudetto of Germ- the German League. Um, but yeah, like they look a fucking force, man. They're good. They're deep. And you look at their business model. They go out and they get a guy like <clears throat> they go out and they get a guy like Alfonso Davies. Yeah. Right? You tell me if you ever imagined in a world. Where Juventus are going to go and sign an Alfonso Davies before he becomes an Alfonso Davies. Okay? Sports and life are about risk. Yeah. And Alfonso Davies looks like a gazelle when he's on that field. Like, I don't even know when he's like on the TV. He's like, one second he's there, and the next second he's in front of goal. I'm like, I don't know where he went. But um, they're very good. I think Juventus do beat Leon. Remember, people have to understand we cannot give up a goal. Yeah. We give up a goal, we're not scoring three. And that's when I'm going to say, oh, I was wrong. But who knows? Yeah. See us pulling that off. Yeah. Uh, I have tickets to that game. I don't know. I know we discussed this. I know. I don't know if they're allowing us in the stadium. But, and they're, they're, the sick thing is they're not refunding me. So like, we'll get we'll get we'll get in after after we uh after we get into Bologna a little bit we'll talk briefly about Bologna but we'll talk about Juve the ticketing we'll talk about some Juve fans we'll talk about your uh, a famous well your famous headline uh, or your username uh, we'll talk about that a little bit but yeah I can't believe they haven't given you the money back and some people wanted to defend that and I think that's downright bullshit and I think you're an asshole if you try and say that Oh, the U- Juve, this massive corporation, needs 30 days for them to uh, send out a message saying, "You well, yes, we'll give you a refund on tickets. You could drop that the next day and be like, hey, 
it might take a little bit of time for us to get you the funds. But don't worry. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to let us know. We're going to drop you the money. Don't worry about it. No questions asked. Um, and take the hit themselves. But, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> we can't give you the money back for your tickets. We will give you a $200 store credit or a $200 credit going forward. Exactly. 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 And I, and I think a lot of people are reasonable like that. And they would take that because, like you said, people are going to buy shit anyway, the New Jersey anyways, and do it that way. But again, real yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, what do you think about that? You like that? You like this new uh, paint, paint, uh, paint, painted stripes, if you want to call them. I don't know if it was like the. Oh, to be honest, yes, I don't mind it. I think that fans need to like go. You like we're from the you know Canada, U.S. right. So internationally, I understand some people where it's like, we're the black and white stripes, supposed to be solid black and white. Do you know how many times as a kid I'd wear Juventus, like the fast web jerseys or whatever? Yeah. Saw me in the stream, like, hey, kid, when'd you get out of Foot Locker? And I'm like, <laughs> it's a Juventus jersey. You know, what? I'm like, oh, okay. And I would keep walking. So I understand it on a marketing perspective. But I think what Juventus could do is maybe like a third jersey kind of give you a little bit of tradition? Well, exactly. You know, instead I, of looking at this leopard. Well, I, I look at all these other I look at all these other clubs, and it just seems like the Adidas doesn't put the effort in because no. they're de they're definitely making some like obviously kits that look like that represent the club, but also have some interesting. Like if you look at Real Madrid's, they have like some like floral pot. It's I thought it was an incredible job that they did on it. And then they have some kind of like weird pink thing, but look at Barcelona's kits this year. Beautiful. They got the fucking regular kit with the obviously the yellow pinstripes. Then they got a black with gold okay. accents. And then they have their like teal that they usually use. So I mean it's nothing out of the ordinary. I don't know. I've always been a fan of what Nike had done for us. It wasn't I know, like you said, oh, are you a referee or oh footlock or whatever the people would say, but I mean to me it's I told everyone if they would have given us that one jersey with the crew collar with the button, and they, and they fucking did that for five years, I would buy it with a different player on it every year, and I really don't care. It's one of the most beautiful jerseys they've made. Obviously, even the 120th anniversary. Look how simple that kid is and how amazing that kid is. I love it. Well, fuck you. I, I, didn't, I wasn't able to get one. <laughs> I mean, and then they, then they have the, the Palace jerseys. Yeah, yeah. those I, are. I love them. I'm like, yeah, I got that too. But it's like, at the same time, come on, it's like you of it. Like we're we're a benchmark of, of exactly. Club. We're not you know? we're not uh, some random Joe Blow club, right? Like it's you're getting some, but I don't know. That's gonna that's get me something. Back to Kappa. Get me back to Kappa. Exactly. I agree 100%. I wish the only thing is I wish they had the money to shell out and I don't think they do and that's kind of why we're stuck with Adidas and clubs that I don't think put in the effort. But anyways, let's just talk a little bit briefly about Juve Bologna. Again, we're playing on the road. Big moment with you playing obviously Lazio playing Atalanta a couple days later. I think this really we need a big win and that'll act as a snowball that'll push us down the hill. Uh, and kind of silence the critics, but again, I want a good performance. If I see it, if I see a one nothing and it's a good performance, I'll be happy. But 
I want a three nail Juve Ronaldo Dybala Dybala. <laughs> Look, I'm hoping you're right, but I have a weird thing about poetic justice, and I got a bad feeling Orsolini's gonna sting it. So yeah, I did think about that. I did I, think about that. <laughs> I really have a weird feeling. I don't know. Think about it. Instead of getting Kulusevski, we could have brought back Orsolini. Yeah. Like, what would have been the problem? But you're right. You know, and as a sports, you know, somebody who knows the game, you know the game, like, a one nothing win, but a, a well-played one nothing win where you're controlled, yeah. good in your moments, even if it sparks some moments, you can say, all right, it was a good win, tough opponent, and Bologna is no walkover. They're a good team. Right. So, yeah, I would take a one nothing win and a good performance, but I think we're going to draw. Yeah, I agree. I, I would – a reasonable mind would not disagree with you uh, on that one. Um, but yeah, it's, I think with the Mihailovic story, he got his extension. I think that adds to a factor. I think they're a pretty strong team together. You know, it's something that motivates the guys. You look at what happened with Fiorentina, obviously, and, uh, Davide Astore. But, um, so I, I think those things do factor in, um, before we get into question time, let's discuss a little bit about Juve Twitter. And I know this is going to be. Hot topic, hot takes, interesting topic to go. But, you know, you're known as, I think the first time we really started talking, you were on uh, known as the anti-Juventini, Juventino. I am. So let, let's, let's, let's kind of, let's get into that. What, what, are you, what statement are you trying to make to us? Well, for That's, me, I see so much on Twitter, right? And outside of Twitter, I see so much in my day-to-day. You know, I have a, fortunately, I grew up around a lot of Calcio bands where I hear people. I'm part of a club. I'm on the board of the club in Westchester. And, uh, yeah, Juventus Westchester. Um, thank you. And the whole thing is, I, as a sports fan, as a soccer fan, as a Calcio fan, you grow up, right? You, when I become more educated in the game as the years went on from a little kid, on and on and on and on. And I don't want to sit there and banter with somebody over emotion and stupidity 24-7. Where, like, you know, and, and I don't mean this to come out right away this way, but there's no other way to spin it. Anybody in their rational, irrational mind who's out there giving hope to Federico Bernadeschi, okay, for the most part are the female Juventus Twitter fans, Okay. And here's my issue with that. Set aside his looks. One, he's not into you. I promise he's not into you for so many reasons. One being I'm right about what he is. So two is he's not good. He should have stayed at Fiorentina another year or two, develop, and not come to Juve. He's not Juventus caliber. So to sit there and say, oh, but he's still young. Like he still can do this. The guy does not want to be there. It's too much pressure for him. It's too much. We don't need players like that. But Juventus, the anti-Juventino, uh, Juventino, Juventino, my, that whole thing started when I started to see people defend Allegri regularly. Yeah. I started seeing people slander Leonardo Bonucci, which to me is beyond pathetic to do. And I'll tell you why. You made mistakes in your life. I've made mistakes in my life. Yep. I've made decisions in anger in my life. Yep. And 
I've recognized those decisions and I've grown from those decisions and I've become a better person the day after those decisions. And I think when you look at Bonucci, he's done everything the man can possibly do to show how much he loves Juventus. If you look at our goals scored, he's there before the forwards are celebrating. He's there with the group. And, and to me, and the ultras will tell you, he loved the fans. He loves yeah. He loves being part of Juventus. And for what it's worth, emotion aside, Chiellini is done, people. Chiellini is finished. And until you can come to grips with that, you got to understand he's done. He's literally been injured for every major Champions League game we've ever needed him. So for me to sit there and slander, see people slandering Bonucci and putting Chiellini on the high horse, I'm like, look, I like Chiellini, but let's hit the pause button. He should yeah. be back on Bonucci in the modern game. So that's just yeah. so I see a lot of stupidity. And it bothers me. Now, I don't mind if it's a conversation. Like, me and you get into it on Twitter, but it's yeah. conversational. If it's you, like, condescending, you know, something that just doesn't make sense without backing it up, I'm like, well, what? Like, some guy over there just defended Kadita the other day. I said, for me, it's how? How? And, and then these girls on Twitter, stop. Just stop. Like, you only have followers because you're in a male-centered pool and you're yeah. the rare thing but 99.9 percent .9 of what you tweet i'm laughing at on the other side of the screen laugh because you put it in front of me i'd stare at you okay i'm done that no it's 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 hilarious i agree with you and i think i think a lot of these different accounts i don't know if it's more of the the egos gotten to a level where they think that uh they need to defend the club in every instance and I mean, I'd hope you're on the payroll at that point. I mean, right. if you're going to say that any and the only way... See, what gets to me about Twitter, and I've always said this, is a certain group of people, and some people do it, obviously, in anger, or someone came at them in a, in a certain way, and they generalize the whole community. But when it comes down to telling fucking people what their opinion needs to be about the club... I don't know what it is. It fucking makes my head ex want to explode. And I'll see it and be like, well, if you guys don't like this, if you guys are complaining about this jersey, um, why don't you just go to uh, Real Madrid or why don't you hand your Juve card in? I'm like, first of all, who the fuck do you think you are to tell me who, what I could say? You don't pay for my tickets to go to the stadium. Right. You don't pay for my flights. You don't pay for my memberships. I spend up the ass with these fucking jerseys. I already dropped 500 bucks on fucking three jerseys. So it kills me. It's like, who you're judging people. And it's like, do you get off, do you get off on this shit? That's what pisses. That's just like I, the motivation behind it. I don't understand. And then you got people blocking because they get with this whole Allegri fucking oh. Allegri out and people are blocking because their feelings are getting hurt. And it's like, just have a discussion. You know, I've gone to the point, like I've said in my first video, I've been an asshole on Twitter. I, I admit to it sometimes. And sometimes, I, you know, whatever shit happens. And I usually own up to it. But there's people that just, and I'm learning, just stop the conversation because it isn't going anywhere, right. you know. Literally, but you'll I see these like these fucking Allegri apologists. They're coming even back now, and it's killing me, man. I'm like, what the fuck are you bringing this guy up for? What are you bringing him up for, man? There's no reason to. And my friend, like, my good friend, you know, I go to games with him and everything. Like, and 
I told him to his face. I said, you know what? The only thing I can say is a part of me feels like, you know what? Max did all he could do too. But we knew that when we set Allegri out. When we set Allegri out, it wasn't because it was anything against Max Allegri. It was strictly because you clearly have tools. You have key cars in the garage that are not working for that manager. So let's get a new manager to get some new cars in the garage. And we didn't even do that. So yep. for me here in Bengal, we need Max back. No, that's shortcutting because you don't have a brain circuit to figure out that there's a lot bigger issues. And it starts in the front office. So yep. the whole anti-Juventino, Juventino thing is because I have better Juventus conversations with non-Juventus fans. I agree, man. I agree. I think, I think there is a group though that that is level-headed and you know can go back and forth, right? Like you said, the thing about Chiellini. I agree. I think we're gonna have to wait and see, depending on how he comes back. But yeah, no, it is trending in a way where he is done, right? But I think that conversation can be had, and I don't think it happens a lot of time. I think people like to get emotional and have news sites and then be like drop their opinion whenever they want. So. And then cry about people going the other way, like especially something that happened with Conte. And you know, I have no issue talking about my troubles with with Rav. And it literally came down to oh, people the the slander on Conte was on another level. And I'm like, do you forget where we were? Like people use that argument against me. They're like, do you remember where we were before? And I'm like, yo, like it started with Conte, man. Like. What the fuck are you guys hating? Okay, yes, he went to, he made a professional decision, okay? That, obviously, I wouldn't have made that decision. A lot of other people wouldn't have made that decision. But you know what? I guarantee you, and this is another thing about, he went to Agnelli and said, I want to go back. And Agnelli had the ego and said, fuck you, you've made these comments. I don't want you back in, in this team. Because... Every interview, it almost seemed like he's like, yeah, I'm willing to come back to Juve. Yeah, I'll come back to Juve. Uh, but I'm waiting for them. I'm waiting for them. If you don't give the guy the opportunity and then he takes the best available option for him at the time, how are you giving the guy shit? Like, people wanted to remove his star. Do you remember what he had done? Like, that's where I go to, that's where I go to people. Do you remember what he had done for the club? Do you remember Cinque Maggio? Do you remember the Champions League final? And I was only three years three years old, and I can seem to have some semblance of a of an idea to be like, yeah, people might have wanted Conte back in, but why do you feel in such a way? And this is it's, it always comes down to this: why do you feel in such a way compelled to tell people that it's a horrible decision for them to? And then the blocking starts, and then they'll try and throw in the racism part. They'll start. My only part is when people start one, not have a conversation with you, and start liking other people's tweets like crazy, and not say one single word into the conversation. Two, when they start going into other conversations that you're having simultaneously, and trying to paint you with a freaking brush by arguing with someone else on some stupid topic. And it's like, yo, are you that petty? You're going into uh, another chat that I'm having with someone that I think you know that we won't get in, uh, a female that we won't talk about right now, but literally pasting me getting angry in that fucking thing into our conversation. Like, dude, like, what the fuck is this all about? I don't take Twitter that seriously to go out and be like, I'm going to pull this argument. I know what you've done in my head, okay? I've... 
I know when you've gone on the Allegri train. I know when you flip-flopped, and I know when you were in my DMs defending him, saying this and that and the other thing, and now all of a sudden you'll go, let's bring up Allegri, but he should have went anyways. Like, what kind of an argument is that? And then other shit when people, let me get into one more thing before you go. With the ticketing thing, exactly like you said, I get into a conversation with a guy who not only lost money or didn't get to go to a game, people on Twitter defended him and were trying to get him tickets by saying, reaching out to Maurizio, reaching out to so-and-so, reaching out. And to someone to come to me and say, oh yeah, the club is trustworthy and you having to go on via GoGo is uh, somewhat of a stupid idea and you're in the wrong because my club can't have a ticketing site that is fucking 21st century where they can accept my credit card. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? How is that my... I'm doing whatever I have to do to see my club for the very first time and risk without even going at all. And then, like I said, when you get a guy with a big ego that comes around and is liking those exact composite, uh, those those up the the contra to what I'm saying, that's going to fucking piss me off. I don't understand how people think that's not going to. It's like saying, it's your fault that Leon was cancelled and you don't deserve a refund. You know what I'm saying? It's like... And I came home. That's what I did. Yep, exactly, man. It's like complete trash. Like, And that's what I get into and it's just like, fuck it. And now... During games, no more Twitter because I can't handle it. I can't uh, handle it anymore. After or before, nothing in between. Yeah, exactly. And kind of I've been watching these lives a little bit, you know, just to show some support for uh, Roman. I, I think he's done a great job. Al's done a great job as well with that. And that's kind of maybe the reason why I'm watching those, just to watch with a couple other. But I agree with you. I don't like watching usually. The only times I usually watch is Italy uh, live because we have an Italian bar where you can go right yeah. whereas juve no in my house by myself right just want to be alone want to be able to scream at the tv say whatever the hell i want to say and uh just fucking bide my time but dude it's like, it's like very therapeutic for me like i'm very analytical when i watch like i don't yeah sit there and watch as a fan i'm looking at the players on the field i'm looking at the formation i'm looking at what changed on the sub i'm like you know and i hate being around people that are just looking at the game and I'm like, there's so much more happening in this game. Like that's why I tell my friends, I'm like, soccer is chess. chess. I'm like, you gotta see the moves as they're happening. And you know, these these people on Twitter, man, it's like get a grip. Like you're on like chill. Like I don't mind going at it with someone. Like you don't have to agree with me. I tell people all the time. Like, I prefer people don't agree with me. Um yeah. but like, there's some Twitter that I love. Like my friend Nico, for example, the poor guy, he's on private because he keeps getting banned by Twitter. And I'm like, he's not even saying anything, man. He's just telling you his opinion. And people are getting offended by his opinions about things. And yeah. then, you know, there's Azuri Phil. You know, I like Phil. I talk to Phil all the time. Good guy. He's got a persona on social media. <laughs> he should, you know. What do you mean that that's who he is in person? Yeah. And, you know, one of my favorite Twitter uh, Juventus accounts, period, is Tony Malache. Yeah. I think he's absolutely hilarious. I think he's a funny guy. I agree. And I make his Twitter as a guy who's just trying to make fun of a situation every time. But then you'll have some people who take his stuff personal. And I'm like, yeah. when are you going to separate what Twitter is and what this is? Yeah. This is 
very different, you know. And I don't know, don't get me started on female Twitter. I can't. I can't. <laughs> this is nothing, and not all. There are some who actually know the game. Oh, I agree, hundred percent with you. This is not um, against females in general. This is strictly Juventus. Like Juventus female Twitter to me is not healthy. And as an Inter one, Puccino, Puccino, can't stand her either. But it is what it is. I mean, I get very stressed out by Twitter, so I took a step back. Yeah, no, it definitely. I think it's definitely uh, good for for everyone to do that because at the end of last year, it was something where it was getting really personal, almost like I was feeling it like very directly, feeling a lot of depression. In ter- and even though we were winning, I thought it was something where. Uh, these shots were coming, obviously not even having a channel. You're like, well, you're probably thinking, how the hell is this guy doing a podcast? He's going to be getting, he's going to get slated. But no, it was just something where I just needed to step away. And kind of the reason why I waited so long to start this podcast was not really feeling right in how Juve was playing. And even just the whole atmosphere wasn't, I think it was just negative. And not even the fact to be critical, it was just people were just going off on personal tirades and like picking at you and it was every it wasn't even a conversation it was it was i disagree with you because of this you spitting facts and the next thing being hand in your juve card or you're a milan fan or you're a merda fan or you're the worst part of the you're part of the worst percentage of these fans and you've teeny doomsday and all this bullshit people are coming up with that it's like fuck it i don't need to get involved with this shit anymore and i'm just so over it and you know thankfully i came back like i like you said there's a lot of good people on this platform that we can sit in front of a camera and in front of each other and have a, a valid conversation whether we disagree or not you know I, you know, I had Bruno on who really liked Allegri and I I told him, I said, I have no problem. Like you said, we had no problem with Allegri and what he's done and we thank him for what he's done. But, you know, you got to be realistic. And I think there's a lot of people that just don't smell the roses when they need to. And you need to you need to have people that are there to keep everyone in check. And like you said, we might not mean anything, but I almost think that the fans are. You know, if we're not there, Juve is essentially nothing. And I've said this multiple times. If the fans go, they're a badge and a sack of money. That's and it. really, that's it. So I think what we what we bring is, and, and I almost was like, Kurva Sud, come on, like, step out of that stadium. Don't renew your season tickets. You will get something out of this because they're not going to fill that stadium. They're barely yeah. filling it this year. Right. They're barely well, filling it this year. So... And we have Ronaldo. Like, that's the hilarious. And then we won't get into the Ronaldo fanboys because that's just that's just a cancer in itself. A cancer in itself. I like You know, they're the bees. But, like, he is half the problem. You have to skyrocket ticket prices for people who can't afford tickets as it is. Yep. Like, you know, live within your means. Yep. Uh, this is a term for this. It's called – I'm not even allowed – I don't even know if I'm allowed to say what I – Hood rich, okay. Then not PC. I don't know, but it's don't like. Don't worry about it. I'll take. We're good to go. You can say whatever you want in here, man. I'll take I mean, the beating. It's a broad use. Like, yeah. it's, like it's like you live beyond your means. Like yeah, you drive a million dollar car, but you live in a shoebox. Yeah. So, yeah. so if I you, got you. You have the million dollar car, 
And now you're forcing people who can't afford the million dollar car to pay for the million dollar car. And I've had this argument. It's only works out. To, it would only worked out to be a $3 million increase. Who the fuck are you buying for three? You're only paying half of a year's salary. Don't worry about it. Well, like it's I mean, literally, it's, it's, it's a drop in the bucket for a club that's making $600 million in revenue in 1819. And I really can't wait to see this new revenue, this new uh, financial statement, because it's going to be a real eye opener for all these fans that like to say we're big money and, all this bullshit that has no basis in facts and talking about Ronaldo, like he's somewhat like that 40 million followers equals dollars, which is not the case because you know, you'll get people who will buy one Jersey or they'll buy that one Jersey and then that's it. And I mean, whether you can afford to or not, that's up to you. And I have no problem. I am not against that. If you want to buy stuff in from DH gates or from China or whatever, you live by your means, but looking at the brand, you got to look at how much we're actually bringing in. And I don't see uh, us bringing in, barring that initial phase, us continuing to recoup jersey sales. It just doesn't necessarily happen for us. So um, let's get into a little bit of, let's get into the question time. A couple of guys on WhatsApp dropped some questions that they wanted to ask us. I think a lot of it, we touched a lot of, uh, what they said, but we'll give them that shout. Um, do you think Sarri is going to be sacked at the end of the season if we don't win something? Grazie, Rafa. Appreciate it. Yes. If nobody hired Pochettino yet. Interesting. Okay. Uh, if Pochettino's been hired prior, he's going to... He's gonna He'll keep. stay. Yeah, I find it tough because of the, like I said, with the Allegri situation we were even waiting on his salary and now we're gonna have two extra years of salary to be paid out what makes us change uh okay let's get into the next one second one from rafa thank you again uh players you want at juve real options or just obviously whatever pipe dreams who do you want to bring in who do we need i want to know um me too so I'm willing to settle on, and I say settle very loosely, but I would definitely be willing to settle on Zaniolo and Pogba. And I think they are realistic pending sales. Yeah, I think that's definitely what we would need. I think those are perfect options. I kind of wanted Zaniolo and Tonali just because they're a little bit cheaper. Again, with Manu, dealing with them is going to be interesting. And especially with this pandemic, who knows how with the revenue question. Who knows what they're going to want and how it's going to work. So I guess we'll see how that plays out, but that's something more towards the end of the year. Forward, but at the same time, I don't even know what forwards are available on this market. Like, I can't even, I have to. Yeah, move. like Milik for 50 million. <laughs> oh, oh, God, no. Yeah. And then uh, I think Ra- Raul Jimenez from uh, Wolves is being. Uh, yeah. So I'm not a huge fan of that either. I think it's just. Though it's going to cost us a lot of money, and I don't know if we're necessarily getting that bump that we need. Um, Felix, grazie. Uh, any Juve youth players we should be excited about? Well, from what they've been saying in the news, Beroato, I think I think we should try it. I really do. I, I, I wholeheartedly say that where I think he should bring him in if that's the case. If he's a left back, why not? Why I, not? I saw Clemens alive, and he's yeah. better. Very good. So for me, seeing a youth player live was nice to see. I think they even have Fajola, I think some other. Yeah, exactly. 
not a good player to throw in there, but uh, that's just the Italian sector. But we also have, like, you know, Hawaii, who's the Dutch kid. I mean, there, there's players to come up. Think about it. You recall Orsolini. He's another youth prospect. Yeah. So there's, there's options. But Clemenza, for me, is my pick. Yeah, and we just need to get rid of this mentality of not bringing in players that we, that we don't have this trust so to speak, of these players. And it's like, well, they're in your organization. Why have them in your organization if you can't trust them to do the job when you need to? So, um, yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think those would be two additions that we should get get more in, involved because we're going to need them to get more involved, right? And this gives you, obviously, a perfect opportunity to do some rotation and have them thrown in there, right? So, let's well, see what they're made of. I you a ton of money if one of these players pan out. Because if you if you exactly. get a player to play, now you could dump that extra money into a bigger name. And it just came to my mind, the one player I really want is Hadebor from Atalanta. Okay. That's yeah. what I'm wanting. But. Atalanta's got a lot of great pieces there, and um, it's probably going to cost us a lot of money <laughs> because of the season that they've been on. But, um, yeah. Um, let's go last one. Uh, what did he say? Uh, Marco from uh, what's up again? What happens if Sarri keeps insisting in the same player tactics and we don't win against Bologna? Well, then we're fucked. <laughs> well, then he's gonna have to be pinged from within. There's nothing we can do again, but I think that if he's gonna go in there and he will run his 4 3 3, he will try the 1 2 touch. Um, with the right players, it'll work, but he doesn't have the right players, and I think he's going to keep sticking to his guns and hope that Higuain comes back healthy, and then he can play Dybala out wide with Ronaldo out wide. Yeah, and uh, I think I think we might we're, we're moving towards like retreat slash team meeting territory, like with the board, with the players. I think something's going to have to be said. I don't know if they're going to have to bring legends in, but again... Let's not. Pu- uh, I don't want to push the panic button like you said earlier. We're still in it. We're still in first place, guys. Uh, everything's up to be played for, and um, yeah, let's hope for the best in in terms of that. So for this, is a poor man's trophy. Remember that exactly. Well, I mean, it's done for, right? We can't do anything about it. It's over with. Why dwell on it? And we still have a trophy that we've won for the past eight years to go for, and a trophy we haven't won since '96. That. Is still up for grabs, right? These are one leg games, which won't be won. But then again, the ball is round. Exactly. I've seen. I've, I've said we weren't going to win other games, and Atletico Madrid happened, and uh, Tottenham happened. So it's it. We'll see what happens. But uh, this is our. Uh, this will be the last segment, obviously, of the podcast. Um, and something I really enjoyed. Uh, there's been some great stories told. Uh, recently, and I think everybody's got their story to tell when it comes to Juve. Um, and kind of what really makes us feel attached to the club. Um, obviously, some of the times we've gone to the stadium, some of the memorable moments. Uh, but let's just hear your first time going to the stadium, the atmosphere. What did you do? Was the tickets easy to get? Who did you meet? Um, did you obviously get to meet Maurizio? Uh, how was that like, you know, the atmosphere and obviously who we played in the results and stuff like that? Well, first time I went, I did not go through a round tour. I went through via go-go. Oh, so, great. Yeah, exactly. 
So I got Juventus Cavo tickets. This was, I think it was 2017. I was off from work. Uh, I was like, you know what, I'm finally just going to go. I keep asking people every year to go. Nobody's going. So I did a solo trip. And um, now it's grown in numbers. More and more people are coming with me. It's right. guinea pig to do it. No pun intended. Um, so, you know, I go there. I get Juventus Cabo. Wayne pops two goals. It was really cool. I sat up top, but front row, then middle. Then I also had tickets. I paid $800. Jesus. Milan, uh, no, excuse me, Juventus uh, Barcelona tickets. Like With what? the VIP? Nope. Oh, you mean just for the ticket? Oh, my. Yeah, I paid 800 bucks and I sat. Uh, these seats were supposed to be for the opposite side, but um, second level up. Right. So I get there, I land in Milan. This came up, land in Milan, I'm at the uh, train station now, uh, eat my pizza, and I get an alert. I've been waiting for two and a half months for my ticket to come in the email. I'm like, where the hell is this thing? I finally get this email. You know what I'm talking about? I finally oh my get God. <laughs> I look at this email, and it goes, this seller uh, rescinds the ticket to this event, and it is no longer available to you. We regret to inform you that idea. So now like, you mean to tell me that I just flew all the way to Italy, I said, for one game specifically, and I'm not going. I call my mother. I'm like, Mom, I'm going to lose it. I'm like screaming on the phone. She's like, you know, in Italian, speaking to Calabrese, we're going back and forth. And uh, she's like, listen, so you flew all the way to Italy. She's like, you're there. You love them. She's like, look for another ticket. Whatever the price is, you won't regret it. I was like, if I find a ticket, I said, I'd be lucky. I go right back on via GoGo. I find a ticket. There's three tickets left. It was 1,500 uh, euro. I'm like, no, 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 no. I call my mother. I'm like, Ma, it's 1,500 euro. She's like, get the ticket. Hangs up the phone. I'm like, you know what? End of the day, you listen to your mother once in a while. So I buy the Yeah, exactly. I buy the ticket, and it was the sketchiest experience of my life to this day. Did you I, go to that hotel? Yes. yes. Oh, and my I, God, I, Believe it or not, actually, um, at this point, I met up with around Turin for the afternoon. We got lunch, Maurizio, uh, everybody. And it was, you know, I, I have to say, you know, around Turin does a fantastic job um, of keeping friends together. We all stay in touch. And uh, I enjoy it, you know, as it's not really a fan club. It's just Juventus fans from everywhere to get together. So we have a lunch, and there's this guy, and he's like, I'm not letting you go there alone. I'm like, I don't want to go there alone. Like, this is creepy. So he gets in the car, the cab with me, we go to this hotel. I got to present my passport, my license. Everything. I get taken down a dark alley. Okay. I'm like, you're coming with me to this guy. You know, I'm not going to say his name on the air. And he comes down the alley with me. We end up in a dark room. We go up two stairs. We make a lot. I'm traumatized. I sit down. Like, I've seen this in every Hitman movie of all time. I'm like, I know what's coming. So I tell him, watch the door. So I go in there and I sit. She turns on the light. And it's a desk with envelopes, whatever. I get any fast forward, I get the ticket. Okay, yeah. but it was sketchy. We ended up at the stadium. So I ended up being at the Juventus Barcelona game. Uh, oh. literally maybe six rows from the field, uh, dead center. Uh, me, I'm surrounded by you know, people from Croatia, from Denmark, very nice. I had a couple of Barcelona fans behind me. I may or may not have laughed at a little kid in his face. It, I did, I won't even deny it, honestly. <laughs> um, 
So that was when the Dybala coming out party started, uh, where Dybala popped both goals. And then Gilly, yeah, man, that's awesome. And to tell you the truth, it was the, the loudest sporting experience I've ever had. And it was incredible. And at that moment, you realize just how bad we want the Champions League. And yeah. so much, it was just insane. And then I was also there when Ronaldo did the bicycle kick, and I was sitting right there. Oh, I've been to a lot of Juventus games at this point. I would yeah. say in Europe, I've been to I went to the Atletico game in where we lost two nothing. No, oh my God, one nothing. No, two nothing. I'm crazy. No, no, it was two. It was two. If it's, a, if it's a comeback, yeah, it's a comeback. That's another problem. You don't even know what happened on that one. So I put <laughs> on and it says if you're an away fan, you must buy in this section. So I'm like, all right. And it's weird because it's more expensive than sitting down front, but whatever. So I buy in that section. I'm like, it's safer. I don't want to die. Yeah. I sit there. I'm there early. I love to watch warm-ups. I'm that guy. You know, I like to study. So I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, the stadium fills out. All I hear at the start is the Atlético Madrid chant, which is pretty cool. But then I'm realizing, I'm like, why the hell is it so loud in the Juventus section? So I like, turn around. And I am in the middle of a sea of red and white. I'm like, and there was an exchange student from uh, the U.S. there sitting next to me, some really nice Mexican kid. And he looks at me and he goes, just, uh, you know, keep it calm. Try to stay low. He's like, best advice I can give you. He's like, they're not going to bother you. He's like, speaking really calmly. I'm like, guy, how much lower can I keep it? I'm sitting here in a Manjukic jersey. I'm going. (laughs) So it was like really cool. And if anybody gets to do it, you got to go. You got to go. Yeah, exactly. No, via Gogo, man, that is a fucking whirlwind. Honestly, I see. I didn't get the ticket that said I got canceled. I know a lot of people have gotten those. I got mine that said, actually, by the way, we're not actually sending it to you by email now. You have to go to this hotel, or it says we'll find another way. Then I get another one that says you have to go to this hotel. That is the most the whitest name I've ever heard. I didn't. I couldn't believe this place was actually in Torino. And I'm like, this is going to go. This this has every right that has the writing on the wall. This yeah. is going to go to shit. All the stories I heard about this damn company, it's coming true with me. And then I walked up this, <laughs> these stairs. No, no, totally. <laughs> and the Via Gogo banner's there. And I'm like, I'm feeling a little better. And then I go in and there's a bunch of, like you said, exactly, bunch of envelopes on the table. And he's like, yeah, can I see your passport in Italian? I'm speaking to him in Italian. And he's like, uh, well, where are you from? And I'm like, uh, Calgary, Canada. And he goes, uh, oh, he's like, oh, because you sound a lot like, like Roman, like a uh, dialect. And I'm like, like, is this guy trying to kiss my ass or, or, or really? But I mean, I speak more of a, you know, natural or... A general yeah. Italian, right? I don't speak the dialetto, so you do what I do probably. You slide in a few of like the like I, in Calabres we say ooh a lot, a lot of use. Yeah. So like, I'll slide that in instead of like yeah. ooh, or like when I go die or, or oh, stuff yeah. like that, right? So yeah, exactly. It's more of just uh, it's almost mixed because my my nonna's from uh, Rieti, which is in the center of it, well geographically in the center of Italy, um, and. It's surrounded by obviously it's kind of out there compared to to Rome, so it's even a little bit different there too. But uh, no, um, yeah, just great experiences. Eh? Like that's what I love. Uh, I love about this segment is because like obviously you're a great speaker and 
you know, you're a good storyteller. And obviously you've told me a lot of stories uh, in the comments and stuff like that. And I, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing your footage of uh, that, that Barcelona game uh, with Juve. I think you posted it on, on Twitter a little while ago. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's unbelievable what we get to do. And again, like I tell everybody, please take the time, go out there, do your research. If you have any questions, you can ask me. Or really anybody. I mean, everyone's everyone helps out. So, also, like something that I'd recommend for fans. So, for example, even like you, like you know, we're Juventus Westchester, right? We're an official fan club of Juventus. Yep. And I have friends from Florida, like whatever. And when they go to Juventus games now, I tell them every year, I'm like, listen, like this is our membership fee. And if you plan on going, I'm not saying you have to join every year, but if there's yeah. a year you're going, or it might be spontaneous, join a club. This way we can legally get you guaranteed tickets. Yeah. It goes onto your Juventus card where you yeah. don't have to go into dark alleys like I had to. Yeah. And it saves the headache and the stress. After Via Gogo, I went through around Turin more. Yeah. Then when we got the official fan club, I went through my club. And I, you know, Maurizio is a really great guy. Um, exactly. Um, he's understanding. He, you know, he says it too. He's like, anytime you need anything, just let me know. And that's the one thing that Juventus fans need to be like. We're a family, like, at the end of the day. Juventus fans, it's always been family-based. Agnelli talks about it, even his grandfather and so on. You know, this is how we run the team. And as a fan base, you got to look out for each other. So do what you got to do for each other. Butt heads, by all means. Like, if I say I hate your Twitter, let me be clear. It doesn't mean I hate you. It just means I hate literally everything you spew, which is very different than hating you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I still follow you because obviously I got no personal problem with you. But the contrasting views is healthy for the fan clubs, for fans and boards of life. Yeah, I've, I've been told that uh, a few times. They're like, why do you still follow me? And I'm like, because I, there's no need for me to, to unfollow you. you. You serve a purpose. Whether I, I, I don't agree with your opinion or not, maybe you have the news. Maybe you have this. Maybe you do that. To me, I, I don't take it as... I take it personal to a point when it becomes that, but if I don't necessarily hate anyone for even certain shit they'll say, it's like, whatever, it is what it is. You know, you had a bad day. People got to be understanding, right? Um, and that's just me, my personality, I guess, but uh, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, man, that was awesome. Great chat. Um, thank you for coming on. I know we had a little bit of difficulties with the time, and obviously it's the morning of Father's Day, so... Uh, I want you to obviously get back to uh, to that. But um, again, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks Check guys. this guy out. Check this guy out. He's got some great opinions. Um, obviously, his channel's in a, in a little bit of a, a push <laughs> right now. And I think everyone knows will know why. But we're, uh, we're, we're in private. We're in private right now. Definitely follow him. Also, he has uh, Juve Thoughts, which is a blog, correct? Not anymore. No? You, no. you don't... You don't use that too much anymore? No, no. It's, uh, I do a lot more like, you know, I, well, I'm going to bring back the podcast, but it's more. Well, yeah, so plug it, plug it, plug it, plug it. Yeah, so we're going to probably reboot the halfway line, um, but it's going to be a different name. I'll obviously let you know whatnot. And, uh, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I like I enjoy doing this more. Like, you know, my life's been a little bit hectic lately, so trying to keep focused on that part of it. And, yeah. you know, it's nice to do a show with the, guy who's as passionate about events as me so you're doing a great job too so keep it up yeah thanks man so uh yeah guys uh that's the show for today again closing remarks as always at juventinita dal on twitter and instagram 
Obviously, we got the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. Check those out. Um, drop ratings. Uh, subscribe. Uh, you know, any 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 little thing helps me out. Word of mouth. If you got, if you know someone who loves Juve, let them know. Because um, me personally, I love listening to content, even if I don't necessarily agree with it. I just love to hear about Juve, and I got some spare time. So podcasts have been a really uh, I think crucial part of my life now where I get to listen to different opinions, different topics. And, um, but yeah, keep an eye on Twitter for this. Um, they're always posted there first, uh, with all the links. So it's pretty easy for you. And, um, definitely going to be talking to uh, a guy they call El Tactico or who was named El Tactico by, uh, Bonyani, Beppe Bonyani. And, um, so he's going to be on next for the Bologna preview. Uh, until then, stay tuned. And as always, fino alla fine, forza Juventus. Ciao.